The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg and I am the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self-care and wellness resource with a twist, of course. My intention is to share valuable information, tips and tricks to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Thank you all so much for tuning in again. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. Guys, this is all free and valuable content coming your way two times per week. I'd also love your feedback, so go ahead and leave a review if you are finding these episodes helpful. I would be so grateful. Today we are talking about conquering decision making and asking for help to get what you want in life and in business. I am joined by the expert David Meltzer and he is giving us practical advice that is extremely valuable so you will want to take notes for this one. David Meltzer is the host of the number one entrepreneur podcast, The Playbook, a top 100 business coach, the author of the number one new release, Game Time Decision Making, and was named Sports Humanitarian of the Year by Variety. But he prefers to be known as the CEO who goes around helping people and he is doing an amazing job at that. I really learned so much from this episode. It was a great pleasure speaking with him. I know you are going to love him if you don't already, so let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Did It podcast. I am joined today by the host of the number one entrepreneur podcast, The Playbook, a top 100 business coach, author of the number one new release, Game Time Decision Making, and the CEO who goes around helping people. He is making an impact, so let's welcome David Meltzer. Hi, David. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I've been following you on social media for quite some time, listening to your podcast, and you have such knowledge that is helping to change people's lives. And I want to talk about your new book, Game Time uh, Decision Making, but I first want to start with something you talk about, which is losing it all. So I personally learned how to make the best decisions from making mistakes. I like to say that I thrive on failure, but let's go back because you're a huge success now, an author, transforming lives. And a lot of times we are who we are because of our past, right? So we have the decision to use our our past for the good or the bad, whether it's due to a mistake or our upbringing, and we all have a story. So talk me through losing it all. What led to that? You know, it's really a matter of lessons. And uh, I think the better perspective is we're here to learn lessons. The lessons will keep on coming until we learn them. And the saddest thing is that we'll forget every lesson that we ever learned at one time or another. But the power is that we can and are capable of accessing and learning the lessons at any time. So for me, I made a couple bad decisions, um, mostly concerning mindset. Uh, I used to live my life uh, with gratitude forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. And I self-entitled myself. I grew up with nothing and ended up a multimillionaire with everything and everyone that I wanted. And uh, I lost the appreciation of that. I I lost the fact that I was so grateful for all the simple things in life and that my value was what I could add to it and give away, uh, which is what brought all those great successes to me. And when um, I lost those values, I ended up... uh, in lawsuits and misguided uh, actions, which led to uh, one bad uh, assumption, which was I had 
over a hundred million dollars in assets. And I felt uh, through everything I was doing, I was no problem going through my liquidity because I could always borrow more. And 2007 and eight, when I went to my private bank to borrow money against my golf course and ski mountain and other properties, uh, I was terribly surprised when they said no. <laughs> I had no clue. Uh, and most importantly, I, I lost my radical humility. I had gained success by asking for help uh, and being of service with that help. And I had lost all of those valuable, valuable lessons that I learned. And I had to re reacquaint myself and access them again and add value to them and, and turn every setback into a setup for something greater. Just like you have, Sydney. The only difference is I'm twice as right. old as you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's so inspiring because, first of all, anyone can lose anything and they can lose it all at any time and at any age. And you have the decision whether or not you want to come back from it. And I appreciate how open you are about it because it, it is something that can happen to people in life and it's a struggle. And people think that success and getting what you want can happen overnight. And just because you reach that success, you know, means that you're automatically fulfilled and happy. And we're living in this world of instant gratification. And that's just not necessarily the truth. And I think that there are a lot of people who are driven by money and make decisions based on money. And I get that it makes things easier, but it's funny, I was actually listening to a podcast a while back that you were featured on, and you were saying that, you know, like you had everything at one point and you didn't feel fulfilled. What did that feel like? And what happened? Like, why weren't you feeling fulfilled? And what was the change that you made to get to a point of fulfillment? All it, what happened was I had lived my life in, you know, enjoying the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of my potential, whether it was to be a professional football player or a straight A student or a millionaire or buying my mom a house and a car or whatever right. it was from the time I was five years old, I lived in an, in an enjoyment. Regardless of what I had, I lived in this world of more than enough. And I was able and capable of pursuing what I wanted and enjoying it. And I did it every day, seven days a week, as many hours of the day. I was a lamp that was plugged into the most powerful source of energy. And I was trying consistently to clear the interference so I could harness all that power, even at a young age. And then I was empty. I, I looked around and I had nothing to pursue because I had attached my happiness to money. I attached my happiness to many outcomes to be a millionaire, buy my mama house in a car, to do all these other things. And I had to shift my paradigm instead of living in a world of just enough that I had achieved just enough for me. Once I realized that my position in life was to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential of allowing more and more to come through me for others, mm -hmm. then there was never, never any doubt that there's more than enough of everything for everyone. There's not any doubt that I woke up inspired to pursue my potential according to my priorities and my values and my life has been enriched, purposeful, passionate, and profitable. Let me tell you this, if I can give one lesson about money, money doesn't buy love, it doesn't rent love. Uh, money is extremely important though at this pragmatic level. If you don't understand the power of shopping, then you don't understand manifestation. In the pragmatic world, money allows you to shop for what you want. And the power of shopping, if you buy the right things, you will be extraordinarily happy. If you buy the wrong things, you're going to be empty, shallow, and miserable like I learned to be. But when you shop for the right things, when you utilize that power of money, the power of shopping to 
allow things to come through you with full gratitude and add value to it and give it away, it's an extraordinary thing. It only pales to one type of currency, and that's faith. And faith has so much more energy than even money. I think that's such an important point because we focus as a society like so much on on money and everything that we do. It's all about how are we going to make money from this? How are we going to make money from this? But it doesn't bring fulfillment. And you have to know, you have to, I think that's a really good lesson what you just shared um, and, and a good way to look at money too, because I do believe that money is important. Like when people say, you know, go after your passion, it doesn't, you know, money's not important. That's not necessarily true. I think money allows you to get to where you want to get to in life, but I mean, it's all how you choose to look at it and what you choose to do with it. Absolutely. And that's true with every single thing besides money, right? It's all a mindset. In fact, I believe there's only two simple mindsets to have. One, what's your initial action for the day, right? And most people, mm -hmm. they're so unclear about mindset. And I try to make things as simple as possible. So have the clearest mindset when you start the day that, my mindset is to find peace, love, joy, harmony. My mindset is simply to find that source right when I wake up. That's the action that I take. Then mm -hmm. every other thing that I happens think... to me is a reaction. Good? Right. And yeah, and so I have a second mindset of, okay, if everything after my first action is a reaction, then my mindset would be, how do I get back to that source? How do I get back to the center? I think that's something that's really important for for people to write down. And I actually saw somewhere that you believe in the law of attraction. <laughs> Absolutely. I believe in three laws. <laughs> I, I, I believe yeah, in the law. I, law. Go ahead. No, I was, gonna, I was going to say, I've been a huge believer in the law of attraction since I was like 12 years old when I read the book, The Secret. And ever since then, that's how I've chosen to live my life. So I had to ask. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's funny because this The Secret is such a catalytic uh, content, right? It, it sets yeah. people on a direction and it's at its basis and it did for me, but uh, I have three laws that I live by. One, the law of Goya, which is get off your ass, right? That means yeah. work work hard, work smart and work long. And the old souls like you and I, we know how to work long, right? Working long means detach our emotions from the outcome that we're working for the long haul. We're, we're not working long days, but we're working hard, smart, and long with a long perspective. Then you have right. the law of attraction that says uh, money can manifest what we want if we put it into the right direction. And so will faith, what we think, say, do, believe. And of course, the unconscious competencies of what are personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions that create a frequency or an energy attract to us, mm -hmm. right? Those are the two types of shopping. But the one law that everyone uh, it starts with the secret, but they ignore, and it's the law of surrender, and it's a counterintuitive law uh, that is takes the most hyper-aggressive action. The law of surrender says, how can I keep the mindset when I'm in an ego-based consciousness, when I'm mad, when I'm frustrated, angry, anxious, fearful, inferior, superior, separate, lonely, all those different feelings, guilty, all those offended, all those different feelings of the ego, when I'm in an ego-based consciousness, how can I surrender back to and trust and put faith in what I want, not accelerate into what I don't want? And that's the law of surrender. I'm going to surrender to a higher source, a higher source of enlightenment, peace, and light, and intelligence that I now can harness in order to create an efficiency so there's no interference between me and what I want. And that's how you get further in life and live a life that's more fulfilling. And do you 
you like tell yourself these things each day, like, like for me, like it's just a mindset, like the law of attraction is just my mindset. Like I start my day by, you know, being grateful and by like just envisioning the life that I want to live and, 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 you know, the whole to do, but is, are, do you live by all three of those? Like, is that like your mindset every single day? Do you have to constantly put that through your head? Oh, it's more than every day. I, I would say it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a mindset that I literally am fighting for and with every day to keep because it's a practice, right? It, it's a muscle, right? Exactly. Now you're kneeling. It's a, it's a yeah. muscle where it's like, you know, eating. I tell people that have addictions or compulsive behavior. I said, if, if you want to know what, what your spouse or, or son or daughter or, or somebody is feeling when they're, um, you know, trying to quit opiates, um, it, it, it literally go ahead and try not to eat sugar or carbs for 30 days, right? Try not to eat sugar or carbs for 30 days. And most people within four hours start feeling the, the exact same pain that people feel. I tell the same thing about being in surrender that go ahead, try not to eat carbs or sugar. Now you're going to know right. the concentration and the habitual consistent behavior that's necessary to get back to center because our ego is constantly going to try to protect us with fear and some fear-based emotion so that our ego and our soul and our emotions aren't hurt. And that's going to set us on a trajectory that creates resistance voids and shortages instead of putting us on the trajectory of what we want. So do you have like a daily routine that you have in place because I know that a lot of this takes consistent action and like you can't I mean it's like if you go if you let yourself go then you're kind of letting it all go so like how do you do it I, I have two routines and I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is only to have one routine so I have my daily routine when things are normal and I wake up at four okay. in the morning I get right into meditation I then take about oh, 10 wow. minutes in order to get ready and go work out for a minimum of one hour a day is spent to my health uh, then I come home and take time with my family. Then I do coaching calls and I go on and, as a student in my calendar and go through my day routine. I leave the office at 445, take three mm -hmm. more coaching calls on the way home. Then I spend a certain amount of time with my family and gun uninterrupted. Then I go back to being a student in my calendar and try to finish up other work that I have. Now, the key to my existence, though, is the adaptable routine, meaning I have to be a student in my calendar because 200 days a year are not normal. Uh, that means that family is in town, friends are in town, I have a speaking engagement, I'm flying across the world. And so I use all types of coaches, sponsors, accountability partners, as well as my own attention. And I utilize clarity, balance and focus on my day, meaning the clarity of what I want from the day, I balance what I want in, with, with my, um, my, my values, personal experientials, giving and receiving, which are not balanced every day. And then right. I, get I get focused by using my calendar and studying it. I study my calendar. I create rules like the 520 rule where my objectives of activity that I get paid for is to keep every phone call to five minutes, every meeting or interview to 20. And then I have those objectives. You know, If you're spending more than five or 20 with somebody, you're visiting. So I schedule visiting time for the people that I love. Right. You and I on the interview, there's a purpose and objective yeah. to it. If I went and visited you, I might visit and give two hours, right? To enjoy your company and right. learn from your old soul and learn whatever I want. But people don't yeah. do that 
I don't believe in work. I believe in activity. I get paid for activity. I don't get paid for. And I think the biggest miss or decision that people don't make is to study their sleep. I think everybody, the habit that they utilize every day consistently without thinking is six to eight to 10 hours a day. People sleep and they harness, they're not productive and accessible with their sleep. I'm productive and accessible with all my activity. I think my sleep coach, my sleep mentor is the last executive mentor that I would leave, right? I keep at least three mentors at all time. And that is the most important coach that I have. So she can indicate, you know, what to do, when to eat, how to get light, no light, when to get tested, all these different things, because I want my subconscious and unconscious mind to be as clear as possible. And sleep is how we do that. So you get super specific and that's really how you get it done you're super specific with every aspect of your life and you really put in the time to make it happen yeah i use clarity balance and focus to create confidence to clear the connection to keep that connection to the highest source of energy and that's how i stay inspired that's how i can outproduce and become more accessible than others and i've done it for years most people wonder how i made a million dollars right out of law school nine months yeah. out of law school I, I beat people with math. It wasn't that I was a better salesperson. It wasn't that I was better at work. It was that I got a job that paid 250 grand and I worked 10 years in nine months. What does that mean? That I worked twice as many productive hours, 16 hours, twice as efficiently, 32 hours. And then I created statistical success, not by being a better closer because I wasn't old enough, nor did I have the relationships to close at the statistical rate as the older salespeople. I actually just took four times as many appointments and closed half as many, which put me two times in statistical success to an average productive person. So in one day I had 64 hours of productivity, which is eight days of productivity. Activity, and I worked seven days a week, which was 56 days of productivity a week. So after literally nine months, seven days a week, I had worked 10 years. So in essence, everybody thought I was heroic in my effort, but actually I was so far below plan. I was making a hundred thousand a year. It's just, I worked 10 years and everybody didn't get what I was doing. So it's really, it's mindset. It's your work ethic. I mean, that actually, I feel like it all kind of comes down to decision-making. So I would actually love to talk about your new book right now, Game Time Decision-Making. And I, I just ordered my copy. I'm excited to read it. Um, and I like how you talk about, you know, critical decisions and how to be more productive. And as the CEO of my own company and as, as an entrepreneur, I could really benefit. So tell us a little bit about this book because everything you're saying kind of comes down to decision-making, you know, planning our life, our lives, being specific and, you know, to go after what we want, to, to feel fulfilled, to be happy and successful. Yeah. And just like you, I mean, you are so wonderful at transcoding very high, complex, intelligent content into digestible format. And so what I did is Thanks. I created a book uh, with, you know, using game time decision making as the title in the high scoring business strategies from the biggest names in sports so that mm -hmm. people feel comfortable. And I give a pregame analysis, which tells you, here's the lesson of mindset that I want you to learn. I tell sports stories from, you know, I've been blessed to be the CEO of the most notable sports agency, have the biggest sports marketing company with Ward Moon. And I just use sports stories that I know to display how the spirit of excellence and the highest performing people, owners, coaches, and players all you know, utilize their mindset to be successful, productive, accessible. And then I do a post-game strategy in each chapter that says, look, here's the mindset, here's the stories, and here again is a repetitive lesson for you to take to hopefully shift your mindset. But at a higher pur purpose in me, 
is the book is meant to do what your life mission is as well. And there's only one decision to make, and that's to be happy, right? Happy yeah. people don't yeah. hurt other people. Happy people, we have a happiness problem. And this book is meant to very subtly, very simply to make people and empower people not only to be happy themselves, but hopefully to impact other people to be happy. I'm on a lifetime mission to make a billion people on earth happy. I believe that one little particle of light overcomes a million particles of darkness. I believe that I can teach through these books and the lessons that I've taught with my values, asking student of your calendar and do it now, things like that. I can really impact people to be happy so that they even won't have diseases. There'd be no destruction or attacking thoughts or, or bullying. P happy people don't bully people. There's That's no the whole thing. Yeah. yeah That's the whole it. thing. Yeah. You're so yeah. Smart. I mean, the thing, yeah. <laughs> thank you. The thing with like bullying or, you know, any form of unhappiness, I mean, when you're unhappy, you don't make good decisions you typically want to bring others down with you therefore you don't get what you want in life and you're just it's kind of miserable right so I love the angle that you're you're coming at with this book I mean I think that it's incredible because at the end of the day if we want to be happy and go after what we want then and, you know, we have to make the right decisions to get there and focus on what, what really matters so it also seems like for a lot of people making decisions can be exhausting, whether it's a decision um, as a business owner like me making a decision to drop out of college at 20 and to pursue my purpose, right? There's lots of different decisions out there. And decision making can be really tough for a lot of people. I think also with the society we're living in where everything's about, you know, you go to college, you get a job, you know, you make money, like that's what it's about. It's not really, the focus isn't really about pursuing your passion. So some people can't make decisions and they regret decisions or they're afraid, right? So what is a game changing decision that can help people improve their productivity to become more successful? Well, two things. One is be a student of your calendar. You know, you have to study time and you have to study mm -hmm. it with a lens of productivity and accessibility. Uh, but the bigger thing, the bigger takeaway that comes with that is if you're a student of your calendar and you use a lens of productivity and accessibility to look at what you do in person, mm -hmm. on the phone, via email and media, radio, print, TV and social media, then the next step is most important to learn this one question. Do you know anyone that can help me? So if you learn to be radically humble and realize that we're all connected, that no tree has any branches, that one branch would not go to war against another. Therefore, we live right. our lives in understanding and praying each, for each other's happiness and accelerate and exponentially grow with each other. If you are a student of your calendar and ask, do you know anyone that can help me? You will find an extraordinary difference in your life. One advantage we have, Sydney, today is that most people on average have a thousand people in their network. And so yeah. if you just ask one person, you'll get to 30,000 people a month and your statistical success does not have to be that high. When I was your age, Sydney, most people only could ask about four people, right? They go to the, the yeah. card game, yeah, they go to the golf different. club. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, we're living in a crazy time. I mean, we're living in a time now where you can reach, yeah, you can reach millions of people just because of social media. And then within your own, own contacts, yeah, you're right. You probably have around a thousand or more or like, or, or whatever you have, but you have the capability to reach out and ask. And that's actually something that goes along with decision making, because I noticed you talk about that a lot, which is just asking for something. And I personally have this no excuses mentality. I love failure. I'm all for this. And, you know, people are afraid and 
you know, you and I are talking because I reached out and asked you, I took the risk, I put myself out there. And it's the only way to really get what you want. And, you know, I also did it with an intention, you know, I feel like, you know, what you're doing aligns really well with what I'm doing, and it can make an impact. But how can other people train their minds to realize the concept of asking? And when is the right time to ask for something? Perfect. Well, number one, always lower the bar, right? Because two minutes of a day is worth way more than two hours on a weekend. So I tell people to lower the bar to something that you can do every day of your life. You know, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard through all the speaking engagements and panels and expertise interviews and everything I've done is the CEO of HBO, a whole bunch of thousands of students asked, what's the one piece of advice? And she said, you know, if you can just find something that you love to do with exercise every day for the rest of your life, that's the best piece of advice that I give you. So you definitely just lower the bar and lower it to just asking one person, get into the habit, get into the muscle practice. It's like telling yourself, do one push up. Just make sure every day right. you ask one person to, how can you be of service and, and do they know anyone that can help you? Watch how quickly those 30,000 people a month start generating more and more and more in your habit. You know, you don't just put your tennis shoes on when you go work out. Pretty soon you're working out a minimum of an hour a day. Uh, now you're asking hundreds of people a week and you're getting to millions of people helping you. And all of a sudden you have acceleration and exponential growth and your power of shopping your manifestation, your law of attraction is like a giant magnet and you're getting everything you want rapidly and accurately. I love that. And I, I actually liked what you said in one of your speeches. I can't remember when it was, but you said that you should like hearing the word no. And, you know, part yeah. of asking is, is, is possibly facing rejection. But what is so important about the word no? There's a mindset to no. You, you, for me, no is just me getting closer to what I want. So in my imagination, I imagine that I'm only 25 no's from getting what I want. And when I get that first no, instead of being so dejected or the 10th no, even more depressed, I get more excited. Right. You know, imagine how excited I am at 20 no's and imagine how excited I am at 24 no's knowing that I'm only one away. The funny thing is, is once I let go of the resistance shortages, voids, obstacles that are caused by my own ego of being rejected, I right. actually right. have things close faster and I never get to 25 no's. <laughs> That's, I, I love that because the truth is that it should be exciting. It's like the more you ask, the more you put out yourself out there, the more that you're going to receive. And it is mindset and perspective. And we're trained to see no as a failure and it can discourage us. But if we look at it, how you're describing it, we can make better decisions to get what we want. And it's more encouraging and more of a reality in life. Like no's it's, it's going to happen, but, but you know, the more you put it out into the universe, the quicker, like I said, you'll get to where you want to be. And you just, you can't give up on that. If you really want something. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, although you can be efficient as well. So sometimes in a closing situation where I'm in a business situation, I will actually, uh, if it's one person I'm dealing with, uh, not many. So I'll take many no's from different people. But one person, I have a three no rule, which says that if I'm in the course of business and for whatever reason, what I'm trying to do doesn't work out by the third time. I let them know that I mm -hmm. have to prioritize those people that do want to do business with me. And if uh -huh. they would like to do business with me, I'm open, just give me a call. I'll stop, I don't wanna break my head against the same wall again and again. And here's the funny thing, about 50% of the time, when I do that, the deal ends up closing 
the people call me back and say, no, I'm ready to go. And 50% of the time, I never hear back from the person. Imagine how much time I just saved because I know the 50% that never called me back never would call me back and they would just keep blowing me off and I'd waste all that time pursuing them. Interesting. So it's all about strategy. It's all about mindset. And I love that. And I, and I think that that's super valuable. So what advice would you give to someone who is looking to take their career or life to the next level? What's the first step that they should take? Whether, and even if it's just to find happiness, what's the first step? You know, for, for me, it's saying thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up. So if you can just change your mindset to one of gratitude to make neural pathways form in your subconscious that will impact your DNA, your actual activating and deactivating your DNA, your unconscious competencies. If you're unconsciously happy, that vibration and frequency will pull so much. Uh, the other piece of advice I would do is, you know, like I said, ask for help. Uh, you should have a mentor, at least three, that sit in the situation that you want to be in. So if Think and Grow Rich is your favorite book, go to the Napoleon Hill Foundation and ask for help. You know, if uh, Sydney's podcast is your favorite podcast, then go to Sydney and ask her, how do I do my podcast? If, you know, you you know, love my TV show, Elevator Pitch, then come to me and say, hey, I want to produce a TV show for entrepreneurs like that. Whatever it may be, go out there and find the person that sits in the situation that you want. Ask for help, especially if you're young. If you just say thank you and ask for help, you will accelerate your career. You will live happy, healthy, and profitable. I think that's really good advice. You know, something that I didn't used to do was start my day and end my day with gratitude. And something that I do now is I wake up and I just eat, I either write a list or I think in my head of all the things that I'm grateful for. And I get really, really specific, like, you know, just being able to wake up in like a warm bed, you know, next to my boyfriend and being able to like, you know, have all of my senses. I get super specific. And even if I'm feeling down throughout the day, I do that too. Because when I wasn't doing that, you know, it's easy to forget about all the things that we have around us, which you know, all the good things that we have around us. And that prevents, when we don't think about that, it prevents us from making better decisions. And now that I do that, I'm more confident in myself and my self-worth and and I take better care of myself. So I think that that's really, really great advice. Um, And, you know, I'm going to link all all of your social media, by the way, and website and book in the show notes. But where can everyone find you for those who don't check the show notes? Yeah, I just remember the name David Meltzer. So it's at David Meltzer uh, on Instagram, David Meltzer on LinkedIn, David Meltzer on YouTube. And my website is D Meltzer, D-M-E-L-T-Z-E-R. I love and answer everything myself. So please reach out. That's amazing. Thank you so much, David, for being here. Everybody go check out David's new book, Game Time Decision Making. This has been so inspiring. And I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Oh, you're amazing. If you need anything, I'm happy to help you as well. Thank you, Sydney.